0: Welcome to another episode of Alia Money Talks, brought to you by Blue and White Finance. Today, I'm really excited to have a special guest, Becca Fox Regev. Right? Hey, Becca. Yes. <laughs> 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 Becca is somebody I worked very closely with. Somebody I learned a lot from. Becca is one of the most talented writers that I have had the had the chance to work with, and I'm very excited to get into this whole discussion about, you know. Ma- mastering the high-tech job search, trying to understand how to reinvent yourself a bit. What we, why don't you start us off, Becca, tell us a bit about yourself, your, your Aliyah journey, your work, and, and we'll take it from there.
1: Cool. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So I made Aliyah now, it's about five years ago. I can't believe it. I think I, I'm losing my Olah Hadashah status now as I approach <laughs> five years, Um. Yeah. And, and when I got here, I I actually moved straight to a, a Moshav outside of Ashdod. So I, I wasn't yet in the city life in the more fast paced kind of environment. Uh, but ultimately, I realized like Tel Aviv was the place to be to kind of get my career started. Um, and I started working at Ulpan Lanyan, which is actually where we met, as you know, yeah. um, and I was Working in like a course coordinating role, uh, opening up classes for Olim, new immigrants, uh, to learn Hebrew, uh, and then I realized it might be necessary to do a, a bit of a career pivot to get ahead in Israel, uh, which led me to high tech. Which uh, ultimately I got into the field of technical writing, which which we'll get into in a little bit. But yeah, that's yeah. that's the background.
0: Awesome. You made Aliyah from where? Remind us. I'm
1: from Connecticut. Connecticut,
0: Connecticut great. Actually. So tell us yeah. about that process a little bit. How did you rebrand yourself to fit kind of the role you were looking for in high tech? Uh, how does somebody who doesn't have high tech experience, uh, you know, how do you get high tech experience when you're not in high tech?
1: Really good question. And I'll just start with some background that the way I found my current, or it's not my current role, my my first high tech role uh, was through a community WhatsApp group. Somebody posted a very vague description of a high tech role. Hey, if you uh, have a writing background and have worked in customer service, this job could be for you. And she advertised it as for one of the big five uh, tech companies in Israel. And I remember thinking to myself, like I can do that. I have writing experience and, you know, my work at the Ulpan is very customer service oriented. So like, I guess my first tip is kind of to, to keep your eyes open. And if something seems like it might be in your realm of experience to, to go for it. Um, so that's kind of how I started to think about rebranding, like, huh, how can I now take my experience I've had and and put it into the high-tech box. Um, And so uh, another step would be to rewrite your CV, kind of revamp the whole thing. I had a friend who helped me kind of go through line by line and tailor my CV to this job description. So it was also part of like the rebranding. And again, it's kind of like, how can you take what you already have and make it a fit? Um other things I, I remember like the second thing I did when I was interested in this role was I went out and bought a book on technical writing because I was like, I don't I'm not exactly Steady sure up. what technical yeah. writers, you know, do in their day-to-day. I know this is something I want to try. So uh books, mini courses are huge right now. You can learn something about anything. Um and then I I remember connecting with a few professionals. In the technical writing world, so this can all help you realize like okay what do I need to uh, accumulate in order to fit these roles
0: great so if if we drill down that on a little bit, somebody's working on their their CV what are I guess some tips you have about writing a winning CV for the high tech world?
1: Yes, so this is a big one and Um, I see so many people sending in their CVs and it's, I think it's, uh, it's really worth taking the the time to, to tailor your CV. So the first thing, this is exactly what I just mentioned. What I did with my friend is we went through and my whole CV got a facelift, everything. Um, basically we had the job description open on one side and my CV next to it. And it was like, how can we how can we try to make these a match? Right. And it's, it's still, you know, it's still telling the truth about your experiences, but you really want to tailor it for that specific role. Um, and you know, if you apply to different roles, you might have several different CVs. So, um, what I recommend doing is having the job description open (laughs) and just really take your experience. and, And if they ask for X, Y, and Z, Uh, give them X, Y, and Z on your CV. Um, Also, big, big uh, thing to do, adjust the wording and the terminology. Um, So for example, when I was working at the Ulpan, I remember, you know, we would write email responses and and save them to be used over and over again when interacting with customers. In the high-tech world, these are called you know, canned responses, and it's something as a technical writer, I do every day as part of my work. But I didn't know I didn't have the terminology. So if I, you know, when uh, fixing my CV, you want to actually use the terminology that they use. Um, And also just Spelling and grammar should be perfect. There should not yeah. be mistakes on you know, your CV if you're a native English speaker, especially. And I, this is more of a personal kind of thing because I work in a bit more of a creative role, but I think it's nice to go on Canva and use one of the templates. Um, they're still very professional, but they give your CV a different look. And I think if you're a recruiter looking at 100, 200 CVs every day and all of a sudden you see something with a little pop of color, I think it gets you noticed. I really do. They stand
0: out. Yeah,
1: yeah, makes sense. Yeah, no, those are those, those are great tips.
0: This... Yeah. So let me let me ju- right. jump jump back in here and kind of deal with the elephant in the room a bit. Uh, we're recording this in February 2023. Uh, you know, without getting into the politics around the right. judicial reform. Uh, you know, everything going on with the economy and interest rates. It's, it's a bit of a tough time for the high tech world. Uh, high tech workers are getting layoffs. You know, yeah. there are layoffs uh, happening, uh, throughout the, the high tech sector. Uh, there's fear of that continuing. You know, nobody knows what, what's, what's happening in the future, but maybe yeah. what are some tips that you can, You can give uh, people in this situation about keeping your skills, your network sharp, uh, in the event that you're laid off, in the event that you've already been been laid off. um, You know, uh, give give me some tips around that.
1: Sure. And again, I haven't had this, you know, experience personally, so I mostly can talk about from like my friends' experiences and what I've seen on LinkedIn. Um, But I, I think, by the way, I think LinkedIn is a really good. Place to start, actually. Um, from what I've seen, like there's incredibly supportive communities and people always saying, you know, if you were laid off, contact me, send me your CV. So I yeah. think my my first tip would just be to uh, keep your and and I think we'll maybe get into LinkedIn a little bit later, but keep your keep up to date on your LinkedIn because yeah. it really is the best network to connecting with professionals in the field. Um, and and I think, you know, if you are in the position where you've been laid off, that's very important to keep up yeah. with professionals, keep up with, go- with with what's going on in the field. Like, you know, all of this AI, overnight AI became <laughs> like a sensation. Yeah. And if you're not keeping up with that, I mean, I, I myself, I'm like, you know, the, I only know about this because everybody's been talking about it at work and, and on LinkedIn. And uh, right. If I was going to go and apply to jobs now, I think they might ask me, hey, d- how do you use AI to make your work easier? And only because of you know LinkedIn and, and again, my colleagues, the professionals in the field, do I know, OK, here's how I use these tools. Here's what these tools are. So keeping up with just with what's going on, because the world does move so fast now and you don't want to get left behind you know, due to a layoff. You want to stay on top of these things, even if you're not in the working sphere. Every day, yeah. Ah, uh, and one makes, other thing, uh, just yeah. to always be learning. Yeah, always, to, uh, always be learning something. That's yeah,
0: for sure. Huge. That makes sense a lot. So I think many olim, uh, potential olim, are are listening to this. Are li- are, are looking at the high tech sector in general. Uh, they're, they're attracted to the the salaries, obviously, you know, relative to whatever salary they're earning in in the country that they're currently living in. Uh, but they're also attracted to the idea of English language, you know, the English language being a skill that's sought after in the high-tech world. And and somebody making Aliyah may not have that confidence around Hebrew yet. Talk, talk about that. Talk about, um, how English can help you, uh, in the high-tech world.
1: I think... You know, it's, it's funny because I think actually things are starting to shift around that. I think once upon a time, if you had English, you have job security. You know, you okay. have that's like your golden ticket. And I think I'm not I'm not certain, but I think things are starting to shift where it's not enough to just have native okay. English. Um, but that being said, high tech companies work in English, I would say nearly all of them um and this can like open doors for you for sure but i think on top of that like you need to have some sort of skill something like we you know we said something to stand out um at least especially like in writing jobs like you know i i think a lot of people think if i know english i can write or if i know english i can teach english and i think there is a bit of a shift around that now um so just Around this subject, I would say yes, it's super important, and it does help you. But it's it's not necessarily going to get you the job. Like you, you might want to practice some other skills, get some more on your CV than just native English. And this might be my personal bias, but I think it's really important to know Hebrew too, because um, still in a lot of these tech companies, the social the culture, aspect yeah. is in Hebrew. Um, and it's important, like to make you feel a part of things.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that makes, uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, how important do you think LinkedIn is to reaching the right people? You know, how can you develop your LinkedIn, uh, you know, uh, strategy to kind of develop these networks and, and get, and get into the high tech, uh, job market? What would you say about that? I know we we touched on it briefly, but maybe you have some more tips there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I never expected to talk so excitedly about LinkedIn. And, you know, in university, I like boycotted LinkedIn for a career prep course. I was, I didn't believe in making a LinkedIn. I thought we had too many social media apps, but now I just want to say like, I appreciate it and use it as a tool. Honestly, I mean, every day, um, it's really, in my experience, the the one place that you can connect with professionals in your field. In like, and there's, I don't know, it's it's constantly updating. There's constant, you know, articles and even mini courses you can take from LinkedIn. So I just look at it as this like abundance of resources, um, and and not only that, I mean. You know, you can really tailor your LinkedIn just to your field. So I follow all of you know what I consider to be like the greatest technical writers, or UI UX writers in the field, and and I see what they're doing, uh, and that inspires me in my work. I'm like, okay, this is yeah. what the the greatest people are doing in the field, um, and and not only that, it's also it really is for networking. So. I think it can be intimidating to reach out to people you don't know on LinkedIn, but what I what I found is like most people are very friendly and open to it, yeah. um, and it's worth a shot. So even if you know you aren't someone who uses LinkedIn very much, or you're just kind of getting started with it, try it out. Try posting, try engaging with people, comment on other people's posts, um, and and I think you know getting used to that you um, you'll get a taste for it, I guess, like yeah. for, for using LinkedIn and you'll find what's useful there.
0: Great. So now we've, we've kind of touched on your, your old, uh, arch nemesis LinkedIn. Um, but ne- let's, yes. let's go beyond, <laughs> let's go beyond LinkedIn, you know, talk about how you can develop your networks yeah. offline, uh, what are some other channels that you can you tap into to build an effective network, to get your CV noticed in these companies, to get out to people that may be able to, you know, help you find find a job in the high tech sector?
1: Sure. And now like Israel is a small country, so chances are like a friend of a friend has a connection in one of these companies. So what I find is just talking to people again it can be intimidating. It can feel weird, but I, I truly think like anybody can be a resource. Anybody can be a connection. So even at like yeah. a Shabbat meal, I, I've had people say, "Hey, like you work here? Would you be interested in working uh, at this company? If so, like send me your CV after Shabbat." Like people, people most of the time, especially Olim, are are happy to help one another, yeah, uh, yeah. even if you don't know each other. So just showing up to events, going to the, you know, the Nefesh Benefesh event that you heard about just to show up and see what's going on, who you might meet there. Uh, another example from the Olim community is uh, I don't know if, if you know about Helena Baker's English speaking networking group, right? But this is also, it's literally, that's resource. the point. It's an it's a group of Anglos. Yeah. Who, want to have a a network and it's people from all different fields. Um, And, and I think that's how you do it. You just have to show up to these events and sometimes it's exhausting and we don't want to, but I do believe it works. And, And I've seen time and time again, you know,
0: yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy how small this this country is. I mean, I meet so many different people now through through Blue and White yeah. Finance, and it's just like this person is doing. This person knows my cousin from here, and this person knows is working in this company, and he just I mean, <laughs> it's, it's it's like every day you're meeting somebody who, who is somehow connected in one way or another, uh, which is great. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, exactly, and, and I th- I think. As somebody making Aliyah, you probably know so many people that are already connected or know somebody who knows somebody and, you know, take advantage of totally. that. I think that's a really, really great, uh, great idea. So let's say you get that interview. Um, you, you're, you're ready to, you know, you've scheduled the interview. How do you prepare, uh, for that interview? What, what should you be walking in with, uh, already, you know, kind of in your, in your wallet, in your, in your back pocket, uh, when you, when you go show up for that interview?
1: Right. I think from experience, research, 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 I'm a bit of a fanatic. So first of all, know the company. Uh, how, How many times do people walk in and they, you know, they haven't done their due diligence of like understanding what the company does. What's the product? What's, you know, this is something I think that that recruiters look for. Like, do you know your stuff? Have you... Have you done your that little bit of that Google search? Because that's going to separate you from someone else. Um, and, and also, uh, one of my favorite resources that I literally used for every interview I've done, Glassdoor, um, which is essentially a site. I, I guess it's most people maybe use it for salary ranges, but I always go to the interview questions tab and I look and see if I can find my exact role for that company. And if there was any interview question and it's, it's mostly just to like understand, okay, what, what am I getting into? And I, and I like to prepare. Um, and again, they might throw something at you that you completely didn't expect, but if you try to be as prepared as possible, it does usually work out. Um, I also like to like Google the top five Interview questions for whichever role for a technical writing role, for example, um, and just have prepared responses, just like write out what I think I would say to the recruiter or to the interviewer. Um, and that being said, it gets easier after you've done it two, three, five times. you know, once you get into your fifth interview, let's say the questions start to repeat, and I think your answers you become stronger, more confident, you know what you know what you're saying. Um, so that's the benefit of going to lots of interviews. It does get easier. Um, and one thing I I've noticed more, you know, in my, in my last interview process was, uh, asking for feedback. And this isn't something I think we always, you know, are taught to do, but I remember in one, uh, interview I went to, I, I really wanted this role. And then I, at the end, I was like, I would just love to know, you know, how could, somebody like myself get into a role like this. And I got a really long email response with like some amazing tips. Like, here's what, you know, we thought was missing. Here's what this role really required. Very, very thoughtful. And then the next interview I had was with my current job at Elementor. And (laughs) so I really feel like that feedback allowed me to know, like, and I got the job. So, hey, feedback works.
0: Very cool. So let's kind of finish on a topic <laughs> that I think, um, me and you have talked about a lot. Um, it's when we look at the high tech yes. <laughs> world, it's fast paced, right? It's always moving. It's, it's people never sleep and, and, and are, are working around the clock. Um, and there's a need as somebody going into that world to maintain a, a healthy lifestyle, right? First of all, Mazatov, Nukala. Um, you know, you're, you're in this world, you understand kind of the balance of, of, of kind of navigating this. And I know you've put in a lot of thought about this. Yeah. You know, talk about it. Tell me, tell me a little bit about how you kind of balance the, the fast paced nature, the, the, the will to get so many things done quickly, you know, move fast and break things. Right. That's the the famous thing by Facebook. Um, how do you balance that with a healthy lifestyle (laughs) and and devoting time to your personal life?
1: Totally, so this is, yeah, as you know, it's a subject near and dear to my heart, like trying to keep a healthy lifestyle while in the midst of high tech and you know, I think actually when I got started in high tech, it was like the post covid world, and things, if you remember, really had slowed down, like even I think in high tech people were working from home it the culture was a bit different now, you know. Thank God, we've really we've come past COVID. We're back to where we were before, and maybe even then some. Uh, so I just find that the pace. Some days, I, I blink. The day is done. I have no idea where the time went, um, and and that can freak me out a little. Like it goes so fast. So something I've found that really helps me just to feel like, you know, there's still time left in the day. You know, this, there's more to this uh, boundaries big buzzword. People talk about boundaries. We hear it a lot. It's my saving grace. When I am at work, I'm at work, I'm in it. When I come home, no Slack, no email. I don't have it on my phone. It's not even a temptation. Like work is work, home is home. And mm-hmm. and this like helps me to stay excited like about going to work. It keeps me energized. Um, because I have those boundaries, like I know work is going to be work and that's great. That's what it should be. And home is going to be home and that's what it should be too. Um, and I really think this is easier said than done, at least in what I've observed, um, that it's really hard to turn off when you come home and it's hard to not be checking your emails, but I just find personally, I need this. And, and so, yeah, I believe in working hard, but I believe in working smart, you know, and, and, and taking care of myself. Also, the basics: eat well, sleep well, stay moving, and be grateful.
0: Yeah, uh, those those are all great tips, and and I think very important not just in the high tech world, but for all of us who work a little too hard and and, and spend yeah. a, you know a lot of time trying to build things. Um, for sure, yeah. it's, it's it's really important to <laughs> totally to remind, your, remind yourself to kind of prioritize things to to. You know, create boundaries and, and separate yourself from them. Uh, these have been some really, really uh, fantastic tips. I'm going to share some links under the video, but where can people follow you and, and, and see your work? Uh, tell, us, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So um, currently, best options are on Facebook or LinkedIn. I'm always happy to connect with anybody, offer advice, just chat. Uh, my name on Facebook and LinkedIn is. Rebecca Fox Regev, and stay tuned. I hope to have at some point a website go live with some Ooh. of my works of writing, um, but stay tuned.
0: Yeah. I want to publicly encourage you to continue writing. I've seen, I've seen your writing. I've seen your posts on Facebook. Thank you. Uh, I think, I think it's really just, just fantastic. Um, so I hope, I hope you'll help you do that. And yeah, and, and yeah, if I can be of any, any help to, to help you get that website set up, you know, reach out, um I would definitely encourage that. Thank you. Uh thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Um everybody who Thank joined you. and, Thank and you for watched. Me. Uh,
1: this has been a really long time coming.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So I'm finally we we, we got to, we sat down, we got to do it. Everybody thanks for watching uh, till the end. You can check out yeah. a lot more on on bluewhitefinance.com and uh thanks for joining the show and see you next time.